Good afternoon, everyone, and we're on live. This is KWAD Radio and Patty Holstrand signing in today. And we have a very special guest on our show today. Trying to get to my guest of honor. Mark Greenwald is an Arizona grown. <laughs> he uh, lives in Phoenix, Arizona. He also has residence in Aotuki, which, is, of course, is outskirts of Phoenix. Uh, he's a resident. He has, you know, wife and children. During the day, he serves as a lighting designer and electronic, or electrical, sorry, electrical engineer for high-end commercial facilities with a lighting design firm in Phoenix. He has held annual art exhibits, paper heart gallery, and uh, exotic art shows. He's been in the Capricorn Convention as well as Leprechaun. And speaking of Leprechaun, he will be our local artist guest uh, for Leprechaun this April. And he's been in horror festivals, Phoenix Film Festival, Sci-Fi Film Festival, Body Art. He's, his uh, work has been shown in U.S. Body Painting Competition. He has also worked for Maxim, Playboy, Razor, Playtime, and worked in films. And I don't know what else he's got in store for us, but we sure like to welcome him. Hey, Mark, how are you doing today? I'm doing fantastic. Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you fine. All right. Yeah, that's a, I love that introduction. I have a lot to live up to now. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, you you wrote it down, so <laughs> we took it. Yeah. I, you're, you've done a lot, and, you know, you're obviously a very busy guy. You have a family, you've got a career, and then you've got your sideline, which you know, gives you a lot of things that you've got going on with your sideline. Yes, so, I definitely stay busy. I have to tell you that I had in, in, you know, I put this information about your show on a bunch of LinkedIn uh, group pages for authors and and uh, publishers. Mm-hmm. And I had a few who were like, they want to know what in the world you were actually selling. <laughs> <laughs> you know, yeah, a few of them obviously, you know, it's discriminating, uh, you know, indiscriminating taste. You, know, you have to be open to the idea, I think. So what did you tell them I'm selling? I told them, I told them it says whatever your client wants you to sell. So yeah, that's that's pretty accurate. I'm actually creating, I think, is a little bit more accurate than selling because uh, that's, that's really my focus of it. Now, that's true. But then, on the other hand, you have, you know, companies that pay you to actually create. And so that's that's really what you're you're doing is, is, is kind of selling the idea of whatever it is that's, that, you know, you're depicting on that person as a piece of artwork. Yes. Uh, actually... Probably ninety percent of what I do, though, is um, is not paid work, and it's more uh, exhibition type, uh, body painting type projects. So um, more often than not, uh, I, I'm doing it for the art of it, so to speak. And um, luckily, every now and then, I do have those uh, those clients that do have something special that they want to have painted, and uh, luckily that uh, helps pay the bills in between for some supplies and so forth. Speaking of which, on your supplies, what kind of paint do you need to use 
on skin like that? Well, there's a whole bunch of different products that I use, but um, it's all basically um, made for body paints. Um, some of the brands that uh, I use most often are Wolf Brothers, which is a, uh, a product that you can buy uh, it locally. Uh, I guess we're on the World Wide Web, so you can buy it all, all over the place. But uh, there's a company called Silly Farm out of um, Florida that sells it uh, if you wanted to order it. But here locally in Phoenix, uh, there's three shops that that have it. Bubbles of Joy is one. Easley's is another one. And a place called Mardi Gras. And then um, that 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 type of paint works kind of like watercolor in that you you know you dip your brush in water, mix it onto the uh, a palette, and uh, it just becomes uh, liquefied then, and then you you paint it on. Now other other products I use uh, a good example is Real Creations, and that's a company based out of uh, L.A. and I use an airbrush uh, that's an airbrush type paint to apply that, um, and then there's a uh, European. Go ahead, I'm sorry. Is that for when you have a lot of area that you need to cover? Um, it's just a different technique. Um, it's almost like um, which is better, drawing with pencil or with pen. And, you know, it's oh. just kind of they give two different looks. So um, they're, they're, uh, if I use a large sponge, sometimes I can cover an area quicker with that than I can with uh, with airbrush. Uh, but airbrush has a look that's totally just totally different than what you get with a brush. It's um, uh, a kind of equivalent to what spray painting looks like. So you can imagine trying to make something look like it was spray painted with a brush. It's just two different worlds. Yeah, I can I can understand that. Now, obviously, body painting is not the only thing that you do. So tell us about your other work, artwork that you do. Well, um, ironically, uh, I just I, I love so many forms of art, and um, I would say that the latest thing that's that's caught my fancy is uh, filmmaking, and some of the reason for that is it just encompasses so many of the other arts that I dabble in, and when I say arts, it's kind of also sciences because um, uh, obviously lighting is is what I do with my day job, but it has so much to do with photography, for example. Uh, understanding uh, how lighting works makes uh, makes me understand how to get uh, better ph photos from photography. And then along with that, then uh, that leans into, if I understand lighting better, that, that leads to being able to draw and understand shadows and shadowing uh, better. And uh, that has led into making body painting something that can be realistic. And then kind of seemingly unrelated to that side of art uh, is music. Um, I, I actually, back in the day, uh, um, in the late 80s and early 90s, I was in a rock band with uh, long hippie hair. <laughs> and um, music was my, my main focus. So I, I still play a lot of that. I play guitar and piano and sing. And... Uh, now I've even found an outlet for that, obviously in music uh, or in movies, because uh, that's just one more thing that they they uh, that's one creative uh, element within a movie. So uh, filmmaking has been a way that I don't have to pick and choose which one of those I do. I get to do them all. Wow. Well, how did this all get started? This uh, the body painting. I mean, you obviously started with other mediums and then worked into that. So tell us how you know. What happened that got you into body painting? Well, I guess the uh, it's kind of a whole series of events that that kind of came together at the at the right time. But if I had to pinpoint one thing that that really seemed to uh, to steer me in this direction, 
was um, I, I was really wanting to get into some deep oil painting. And, um, you know, obviously you see I do a lot of sci-fi conventions, and that's the media that uh, that I like to, to paint, which is the science fiction, science fantasy. Uh, Boris Vallejo was a, a major influence of mine, and Frank Frazetta. And, you know, some of the sci-fi painters that did covers for books, uh, Michael Whelan yeah. is another one. Just love their, their work. And um, I bought a book by Boris on uh, fantasy uh, drawing or painting techniques. And one of the main things I was trying to learn is how to get really good skin tones whenever you're doing oil painting. Uh, but I think as a side note, what I learned from that book is that he uh, often took photos of models uh, for his, his different pictures. And, and I was either trying to draw them from scratch or... Uh, you know, find a picture in a magazine of someone and think of a, you know, how can I wrap a dragon around that person or something? <laughs> but uh, the thought of taking uh, models photos was something that I just hadn't hadn't done before, and I had not been into photography. But once I started asking uh, some people if I could take their picture, uh, and then started finding out there was some attractive models that were interested in people taking their picture so that they could build their portfolio, uh, I kind of latched onto photography. Uh, as an art in and of itself, and um, that, that started growing. And then uh, I, I think the uh, the thing that just really took off was when I saw uh, two covers of magazines. Uh, one was a cover. It was Vanity Fair with Demi Moore uh, with the tuxedo painted on. Um, that came out, I think, in 94, if I'm correct. And um, so it was after that, I just kind of remembered that, but it was uh, late 90s when Sports Illustrated came out with the uh, painted on swimsuits. Mm-hmm. And when I saw that, I was just like, wow, this is this is incredible because it's uh, it's a combination of photography being the actual final medium, but yet the artwork was painted on a live model. So it's like there's three things that came together for, for this, three artists, so to speak. The model was an artist, the painter was an artist, and the photographer was an artist. And uh, that was just really intriguing to me to find a way to to combine uh, three elements and and actually have it really be one one art form. And from there, I just uh, I started getting some ideas um, and doing Photoshop renderings of what I thought it might look like someday. And luckily, I found a, uh, a best my best friend's wife finally had heard me talking about it enough that she said, "Well, why don't you paint my back?" and uh, the rest is history, so to speak. <laughs> <laughs> so you had plenty of people who could offer their bodies to you, so to speak, for uh, the exploration of this media. That way you could practice on it. Um, obviously, the first ones were probably a little harder because maybe the skin was, you know, different than you've ever, you know, worked on before. Is that true? Yeah, um, the the funnier part about that was uh, my first question was, where do you buy this paint? I had no idea, and it didn't seem like there was a whole lot of people doing this 10 years ago to ask. So um, not knowing where to go or where to look for it, I thought, well, I'm going to go to uh, the uh, place here locally. I don't know if it's a national chain, but it's called Castle Boutique, which is a uh, adult <laughs> novelty shop. I thought they would know if anybody knows where to buy paint like that if they had it. And sure enough, they had a type of paint called liquid latex. And um, it's uh, definitely uh, meant for being painted on on skin, so I thought that must be what you use for body paint. And um, to this day, I'm still using the same brand that I bought that day for for quite a few projects. But it's not the easiest thing to paint with, and um, 
uh, I kind of quickly learned that that wasn't uh, probably going to get some of the better, uh, you know, in-depth paintings that I wanted, but yet it had such a special, different feel that um, I, I kind of enjoyed it. And uh, the first painting, yes, you're absolutely right. I was like, I'm not even quite sure how to do this, let alone, you know, how the skin moves and everything. But uh, in hindsight, ironically, my first painting is still one that I'm pretty proud of because it, it was fairly simple. It was a spider web painted on her back. And um, just from the creative side, we were able to find this chair that kind of, it's a, like a wicker basket chair that hangs. It's it's online for anybody who's listening. It's it's on the on your website. I can yeah. see it under anthology. Yep. Yeah. Very first that's one at the bottom. So, yeah, and that to this day is still one of my favorites in my uh, in my catalog. But obviously, I learned a lot since then. And the in the anthology, they actually go in order from the first one I did, and you know you'll see that there was some highlights way back then and some uh some that aren't so uh <laughs> spectacular but i i kind of put everything on there just to kind of show the highs and lows and i would say even to this day you know there's there's some that uh, uh don't go quite as uh, as planned but uh every now and then there's one that just shines that uh, i'm really happy with uh the the second two that you'll see are are um other friends that saw that i painted uh the spider and they said oh well if if you want to paint you can paint my back so that was the second one, and it was like a desert sunset. But that for that one, I did find out that I could use an airbrush, and I had, had bought an airbrush uh, way back when I was uh, probably eight or nine years old um, as, a, as a hobby uh, for painting license plates and that type of thing. So I was able to pull that air- airbrush out after, you know, 19 years in a, in a put away in a box. And luckily it still worked, and uh, I, was, I was able to find some, actual liquid makeups that uh mm-hmm. that are used for body painting. And um that's, that's, just, that's di- probably just kinda... easier for the detail, you know. And I'm looking at some of these pieces and and you know, as as I was put up for people here, but the detail on it is you know, probably what you use the shiny stuff for. Yeah, the shiny stuff is the liquid latex usually. Okay. That and and some of these are so. I mean, you've got a back here with the uh, like a Hawaiian uh, nighttime look. That that's really nice. Yeah, that but, was all latex too. The the cool thing about that latex company too is um, years uh, years past. I, I think the the first bottle I bought was in uh, uh, about 2000. And then here about two or three years ago, they actually contacted me about using one of my pictures on their label. And uh, so now the, the Maximum Impact brand label has a, a picture that I uh, I did the body painting for that says wet paint on it. Yeah. That's also on his website, everyone. Uh, just to let you know, I did put his website right on the front of uh, Blog Talk here. But in case you can't see it, it is... Oops. Wrong one. Futureclassx.com. That's futureclass, the letter X, dot com. Yep. And, of course, you're going to be looking under body paint because he's got a nice website here. So he's got some different areas, but you would be looking under body paint and then anthology. And he's got how many years here? He's got 11 years yeah, 2000 I started, so I'm I'm going into 2012 now. Yeah, that's that's 12 years of some really cool work you got here, and I see the wet paint that was in 2001. 
And I got the scorpion that's in uh, the pack. You can keep that one. <laughs> <laughs> not I a fan of scorpions, huh? No, not a fan of scorpions at all. So, <laughs> But that's a glow-in-the-dark, isn't it? Yeah, um, uh, quite a few projects I've done. Um, there's this uh, UV paint that you can get, and you use a black light then to uh, to make it glow. And it's a little bit of a challenge to do the photography for it, but it's uh, it's a real nice effect. And that scorpion, what what the beauty of that one was, was kind of coming up with a uh, an outline that glows, and then making the scorpion a silhouette, which right. is actually kind of uh, opposite because scorpions will glow under a black light. So. Uh, it, it, it's not actually a reality from that standpoint. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. When when I'm a graphic designer, I have been for a long time, for 22 years. Mm-hmm. And sometimes you have to think different in order to make it come out right. Mm-hmm. And uh, as the scorpion itself glows, but you can't keep the, the scorpion itself there, can't glow. You you were doing the outline. And sometimes mm-hmm. you have to think outside the box in order to get something to work right. Right. That's what you've done here. Yep, and uh, the, the another one that's not online yet, but will be soon, is a uh, a movie project I did with some UV light that just came out really really interesting. Is um, a, a movie called In Distant Shadows, and uh, I did a little bit of a makeup uh, work on uh, the the one actor is a bald has a bald head, and I painted all these religious symbols on his head, and he's like representing an angel. And uh, it's just incredible the way we were able to get him to walk through uh, a UV light, and then after he passes through it, it's invisible ink, so you can't see the writing at all. So uh, I'll hopefully post that one someday soon for for everybody. <laughs> and the funny thing is that I'm looking through your pictures, and I know some of these people, so it's oh yeah, funny. yeah. So, it's uh, been fun. Uh, just recently, I did uh, an event for DarkCon. And um, there's one uh, person that came to a leprechaun or coppercon, and she was pregnant at the time, and uh, I painted her belly. I painted a little dragon on her belly. And it was funny that uh, here she was at DarkCon this week, and she reminded me who she was. And and she said, uh, yeah, that boy is uh, now six years old. So <laughs> it kind of reminded me how long ago that was. But uh, that's one of the pictures on the anthology there, too, somewhere deep inside. Sometimes we, we forget how long we've been doing things. Oh yeah. Is is that the one with the uh pool bear? No, no, this is a this is a dragon, but uh ironically oh, that's right. um I, I really enjoy doing uh pregnant belly paintings and um there've been quite a few, I guess uh, about 10 or 12 of them I've done now. And the irony is uh three of them have been pooh bear uh motifs. One of them's not even on online yet. I just uh, did it recently. Um and I still have to have to uh, go through the pictures, but uh uh, Time Magazine actually called me and wanted to do a little article on my belly paintings um, about a year ago. And it was, uh, was kind of a nice little honor. Wow. Yeah. Well, if you get, get in Time Magazine, that's, that's, that's a big honor. Yeah. That's, that's awesome. So what does your family think about the work that you do? Well, um, they are uh, always my sounding board when I'm done. I, I show them the pictures and say, what do you think? So um, I, I enjoy getting to hear them being uh, sometimes brutally honest. Sometimes, um, <laughs> you know, they uh, uh, are, are are very encouraging with what uh, what they think of it. So it tells me kind of the honest opinion of what's going good and what's not. But uh, they're very supportive in, in every way, obviously, 
I have a wife that understands that this, you know, That's is something sure. that, uh, yeah, there's there's so many people that I meet that, you know, just basically say my wife would never let me do that, and I'm uh, I'm very blessed, obviously, to not only have her let me do it, but, um, you know, she so, supports me doing it, so right. I have that going for me. That could be very awkward. <laughs> yeah. So what piece stands out to you uh, among all the work? I think, um, yeah, there, there's there's quite a few that come to mind. They're like children, obviously, that uh, you, you got a lot of favorites. But the one that I was kind of just the most proud of is one. It's uh, it's called Iris, and um, it's a picture of a of a, a model standing holding a frame. And to anyone that doesn't know it's body painting, it just looks like she's holding a frame of with a flower painted on on a picture. And um, in, in actuality, that's her body that's uh, that's got the the flower painted on it. And and some of the the magic of it is just the fact that I was able to backlight her hair, but yet put a black cloth around the frame so that you you really just can't tell that uh, that it's her. Huh. So it's kind of a two D look. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. I'm I'm looking at some of these. I'm going to ask you about a few, but before sure. that, I want to tell everybody, remind you that I know you're sitting there listening to us because you know I see the numbers. I know you're there. I hear you breathing. So <laughs> you might as well call in or write a note right on the chat. I have a chat open, so you can ask questions, and I will definitely relay them to Mark directly or give us a call. You don't have to have a question. You can just say, "Hey, I love your stuff." He would love to hear from you. His call-in number is 714-242-5145. That's 714-242-5145. Mark just got out of work, so he scrambled to spend time with us. So please give us a call. Let him know that you're there. Okay. Now, I'm looking at a few, and I'm going to ask you, about the characters. I mean, how do you create all these characters and, and how do you come up with them ideas? Do they come up with them or are these coming out of your creativity? I I got to say that um, most of the times I have some theme uh, that I try to shoot for, but I've I've been very happy that almost all my events I am not giving, given a script saying this is what it needs to be you need to paint this on this and you use this color and, and none of that. It's it's really been wide open. Uh but luckily a lot of the conventions uh or art gallery shows that I that I'm playing or, or working at have some kind of theme involved. So from there is where I, I get to uh flex the creative muscle and, and just try to think outside of the box of something that either I haven't seen or something that uh, that I've seen parts or pieces done, and then try to take it to my own level, you know, of something different. And um, I, I would I would stress too. Uh, I think early on I was trying to do a lot of characters that people would recognize, you know, doing um, characters out of books or movies, and and mm-hmm. um, and trying to do my best uh, rendition of them. But over the past couple of years, I've really tried to focus on. Um, not infringing on any copyrights or or any other yeah. anybody's intellectual property, and so because of that, I've been creating a lot of my own characters um, it, it, that don't really have a story backline to them, but yet people can look at it and recognize it as oh, that's an elven princess, or 
you know, that's a, a zombie pirate or whatever. You know, they 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 get what it is, but they aren't going to look at it and say, oh, I, I read that book or I saw that movie. You know. Definitely. Yeah, I know that uh, Disney kind of frowns on <laughs> on certain things, and they're really sicklers. And now that they own Marvel Comics, that gives them a whole other uh, batch of characters to go after. Yeah, yeah, that's just becoming a problem. How, who, how can you not infringe on them now? Because they they had too many pieces. Yeah, they well, own, own too many things. The way you, the way you don't is create your own. That's, that's true. <laughs> that's definitely true. Um, you told me once that you know because you have some pictures of you, uh, you know, in an outfit. And being a character, and you said that you know you're not anywhere near as interesting as as your models. <laughs> yeah, um, you know, uh, I I gotta say, you know, some people will ask, you know, well, how come you don't paint guys? And and there's there's quite a few guys in there that I've done little projects with. There's a, a half skeleton that was for a, a Halloween party and. Uh, the most recent one that's that's gotten some notoriety for me is a, a muscle man for the uh, Body Worlds exhibition uh, when it came to town. So that was painting the muscle structure, which is a pretty big challenge for me. Uh, that, was, but, that was this year, right? Or yeah, that was yeah. Last year, last year, yeah. Yep. Yeah, just last uh, fall. I'm looking at and, that. And uh, but but I got to tell you that the you know the the impact of body painting is just typically on female models. It's uh, they they get the most oohs and ahs whenever they're painted. Um, and uh, I, I, ironically, the uh, the body worlds people said it was just the opposite for them whenever they were because uh, you know I was offering to, uh, to to paint a female model also, and they said that uh, ironically the the male models got more attention because uh, I guess the female models were. You know, maybe oohed and odd, but you know the people wouldn't come up and talk to them. Whereas the male models, they would uh, all the girls would flock around them and ask them <laughs> questions and so forth. So it was kind of funny. But you know, at most of the events, uh, you know, I, I, I've typically uh, used female models. Ironically, uh, the the things that I've done, uh, like special effects makeup or whatever, on myself is. Uh, Definitely only been my face. I've never done the the body painting route myself. I don't think anybody really wants to see that, so I I, <laughs> I comply and just do my uh, you know scary faces. I did a, um, a Darth Sidious, yeah. uh, several right. vampires and zombies and and that type of things. The only things I've done myself. Oh, okay, so I do see a zombie, and that must be you because that's a face only. Yeah, it it's, could it's be. The, yep. You're oozing blood out of your mouth and. Gaping things on your face. That's yeah, that actually was a uh, here at work uh, for a Halloween party. So uh, I, I dressed up like that and uh, was in a Halloween costume party here at work. And believe it or not, I lost to somebody who was uh, dressed in a bumblebee costume. <laughs> but I tried. They were just cuter. Yeah, they were funny. <laughs> they were funny. So the the painting that you like to do the most is body paint or is it something else that you like to work with that that you're starting to prefer uh i i tell you the way that i would answer that i would say that my my dream my goal if i were if i were to tell you i'd be completely happy it would be to do uh illustration level painting um that's on book covers and and you know magazine covers and that type of thing um 
and and I still aspire to do that in the future. I, I've done some paintings, um, but the thing about uh, painting on canvas is I have a real habit of uh, thinking that I don't have to finish that today. I can work on that next week. Um, right. And sometimes next week never comes, or three years later I dabble at it for a little bit more and decide to finish it a little bit later. With body painting, um, uh, the blessing in disguise is when you start a painting, you have yeah, to finish it. I can't yeah. tell the model, come on back next week and we'll work on it some more. Um, and And because of that... And I would even add one more thing. Um, I can make the stringent plan that I will be painting on canvas this Saturday. I'm gonna this Saturday. I'm gonna do a painting. Uh, but Saturday comes and this is going on or that's going on. Uh, decide to go out of town or whatever. With body painting, um, it's not only me saying this Saturday I'm going to do something. I've now got a venue that's set up. I've got a, a model. I've got theme. I've bought props. It's suddenly a little bit more of a commitment that that Saturday I can't say, yeah, I just don't feel like doing it today. I've, I've got other uh, elements involved that, that push me. Yeah. And because of that, you know, it's it's been it's been great because um, in the past ten years, you know, as you see on there, I've got three hundred some paintings, whereas mm-hmm. I've probably wanted to start just as many things on canvas and maybe have finished three in the past twelve years. So. You know, that's something I've got to get either some uh, some type of um, dedication to it or learn to do it faster. <laughs> but that's that's uh, that's kind of how I'd answer that. Um, it's not so much that I like it better. Um, it's just that uh, when I I think the the one thing I really love about body painting is it does have a, a, a impact. Um, and that's that's really what's what's drawn me to stay with it. Um, back in the day when I was doing some some canvas painting and just learning uh, and taking classes and, and and so forth, I would do a landscape or something that I was pretty proud of, and you show someone and they're like, yeah, that's that's really good, and the conversation was pretty much over at that point. Whereas when I did a body painting and showed someone, they're like, uh, well, "How'd you how'd you get started?" You know, all the questions you can think of of, right. of what 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 do you do with body painting? Where did where does someone go to learn that? And all the questions, it just becomes uh, I don't want to say shock value, but it just intrigues people more than painting on canvas. Well, um, everyone's been painting on canvas for you know centuries, right? So, so you've got something new. You know, I mean, it's not real new, but it's new enough that you know that intrigues people, as right. you would, as you put it. So, yeah, I mean, even non-artists, uh, I'm sure that you do shock some people. How do you handle that? Well, you know, um, it obviously everyone has their tolerance to what they can accept as far as uh, the nudity, and obviously that's the the biggest um, the biggest question is how people handle it from that standpoint. Uh, it amazes me that some people think that uh, what I do is their definition uh, it fits into pornography. Whereas there's other people, um, and I would say like an example would be at a tattoo convention, they would say what I'm doing is so wimpy because that stuff just washes off. That's not real. That's you know, so so to them there's it's less than shocking. It's kind of uh, kids' face paint, you know, to them. Um, and so, uh, but I have kind of learned that I'm not going to change people. 
Um, I, I, theoretically, I guess I could if I tried, but I think I have tried with some people to say, wait a second, let me show you that this is this is art and um, look at my pictures. And I've realized that some of them, uh, you know, showing them proves their point to themselves. You know, this is wrong or, or not acceptable to society. So um, the shock value, I love it whenever whenever it's well-received. And when it's not well received, I, I just um, I, I don't flaunt it. I don't push it in someone's face that doesn't want to see it. My um, my coworkers here, um, I work in a company that's got about 100 people, and there's probably you know 10 10 or 15 people that even know uh, or have seen my work, you know, and the rest maybe uh, some of them have heard that I do something like that, but uh, it's just something that's not. I don't have pictures of it up in my office, for example, or anything. So I keep this world pretty much completely uh, separated from that world. Mm. And probably a good idea. Yeah. That's, yeah. The funny uh, so- thing is um, I had uh, Phoenix Magazine did a little article on me, and um, some of our clients got that issue of the magazine. They said, hey, we saw an article. Is that you that they were talking about? And I was like, yeah, that's me. You know, so it's kind of every now and then the cat's out of the bag. I think another time uh, there was an article in the um, in a newspaper, and my son's teachers found out about it. You know, and started telling all the other teachers, hey, did you know, you know, his dad does this? And you know, suddenly uh, it was uh, it was the talk there at school, which my my wife was worried about, but uh, it turned out the teachers thought it was really cool, so. It was all okay. <laughs> I think that you know, a shock value is not quite so much anymore. I, you know, it's hard to say if that's good or bad, but that uh, people are kind of used to seeing something like this, and sometimes the way you have it is very hard to even see that they're naked at the time. You know. Yeah, that's that's kind of a goal of mine. Sometimes is to. Uh, to give it the illusion that, um, uh, that someone would look at this photo and just say, uh, I think the one of the bigger compliments I got one time was I had a um, a model that, uh, you know, in hindsight, it's not really even one of my most realistic looking ones, but um, it was a Fourth of July Uncle Sam um, mm-hmm. painting that, that got to be the cover of Playtime magazine, right. and. Um, the 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 magazine was available at uh, at a at a local club and I walked in to see if I could get a copy because there're free copies of the magazine there and um as I walked in uh I I was talking to the uh to the people at the front and they were I said that I painted the cover and they said what do you mean you painted the cover and I said well, I did the painting and they're like what what painting that's a photograph that's not a painting and I was like no, I body painted her, and they're like, "What?" You know, it was, it was kind of fun when they realized that they'd they'd actually seen the the magazine sitting there for, you know, uh, a couple of days, and they didn't even realize it was body painting. So yeah, the, to, to hide it is uh, is sometimes uh, all, you know the biggest fun. Yeah, there you go. That's one way to get around that. Yeah. Now, a couple of guys had in, on LinkedIn was asking. Again, they were wondering. What exactly you're selling? And uh, I do see a Smirnoff, uh, a couple ladies there. Now, how did that come off? I mean, how how did that work? And uh, which country are they are they using that in? Because I don't think that's an American ad, is it? The Smirnoff, uh, yeah, actually that was that was um, uh, there was a radio personality, Tom Lykos, I think was his name, was in town. 
and uh, he was doing some kind of show, and Smirnoff Ice was uh, um, the uh, sponsor for the show. So for that one, it's just a, a case of uh, they they hire they won a little bit of shock uh, and and uh, promotion of their brand. And obviously, when someone's painted wearing that brand, it definitely gets the attention of everybody in the in the in the space. Yeah. Um, I think one of the, the the coolest ones that I did was um, uh, Mr. Olympia competition is a uh, bodybuilding competition. It was in Las Vegas, and a uh, a, a supplement uh, company called Thermolife hired me to paint some just absolutely gorgeous models that were from Chicago. And um, in their booth, there was there was these five girls that were painted with the Thermolife logo. And in a convention where there's thousands of people anyhow, they completely blocked the aisle so that no one could even, you know, pass by this aisle because there was people taking pictures all day long. So it was a lot of fun. And I see one with Coors Light. Yep. Yep. Yeah, I've, so, I, I've I've done just about every uh, beer brand, um, probably about half of the uh, liquor uh, companies out there I've worked with, and um, it's it's really the those companies aren't specifically what's hiring. It's usually the distributor that uh, is is throwing a promotion for that brand. So um, once once I've kind of gotten in with the uh, distributors, uh, you know, whenever they're having a promotion, I you, know, you just kind of get on the call list. And um, when they're doing it, uh, I get uh, sometimes get first dibs. There you go. Um, I I, do, <laughs> I am going to ask about this, and I have to warn anybody who is has children around. I'm just warning you now that I'm going to ask a little bit more explicit question here, so you might want to turn down the radio <laughs> in a second. As I, I turned it, I have this set for um, everyone, so I have to warn them. Um, you have some on 2007 uh, where you're showing positions. Yeah. Obviously, obviously, these are sexual positions, and they're all on women. Tell yes. us about how that happened. Um, ironically, I think it's funny that you bring that one up because if you look back to that scorpion that we first talked about, um, how I had a glow of neon and then a silhouette image in the middle um that was kind of the predecessor to the this idea for the positions um i I would even say there was a a third idea that i still haven't done but still kind of in the back of my mind i was going to do a calendar that had the silhouettes of all of the symbols for the the horoscopes and Mm -hmm. just this glow around it and then uh try to make the photography really shine so this this actually ended up being a uh, uh, well I, it's funny the timing is perfect here too. There's a, a art gallery in town called the Alwyn House, and every year they have a, a special art exhibition called the Exotic Art Show, and it's always right around uh, Valentine's Day. So uh, as, as uh-huh. a little little plug for them, it's coming up here on, on February, uh, I believe it's February 10th this year. Now they. And, uh, Anybody can find that online, right? Yeah, allwinhouse.org. And allwin is A-L-W-U-N house, H-O-U-S-E, dot org, uh-huh. uh, to find out about it. But it's a it's a pretty um, pretty racy little party that they throw every year. And 
it's a lot of fun. There's a lot of things going on. So um, every year for the past, as a matter of fact, I think I've painted there since I've been doing body painting, so since 2000. Um, uh, they set me up in the basement, and I come up with an idea each year of uh, something that's hopefully outdoes the year before. And for that year, I just came up with, uh, hey, wouldn't it be neat to do um, sexual positions but yet make them almost calligraphy? So uh, the plan was to make them, uh, you know, recognizable to people that realize what they're looking at, but yet be almost like the street signs that you see where, uh, you know, people crossing or, you know, the, the little stick figure people. And and that's what it was. Um, I, I don't know that it was very successful. I was thinking I would take it even one step farther and, you know, uh, come up with uh, maybe 52 different uh, paintings like that and make a deck of cards. But uh, I kind of uh, stopped after I did that, that show and uh, just let it be what it was. Awesome. Well, the question, I know that there's a lot of, uh, a lot of, you know, uh, more racy uh, conventions around town. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you go to those and do body painting there for, you know, more those, you know, that kind of material for those people? No, um, you know, uh, there's, uh, I guess there's uh, fetish balls that they have right. around, and then there's um, there's a few other ones uh, that I've heard about, but. Um, mostly everything I do is uh, well, it's all on the on the online there. In other words, there's not like a hidden door that I have of uh, of some of the racier stuff. That's uh, kind of the limit of what what I do. Uh, that's not to say that I wouldn't do those. I think the opportunity just hasn't presented itself, um, and it, it probably my what I would do wouldn't be a whole lot different than what you see there. I don't think I would, you know, really try to go uh, far far out from that. Um, I would say that obviously the the most adult things that I've done have been uh, I've done the Playboy Mansion uh, parties twice now, ah. and of course for that um, you know you would think they're pretty racy, but it's uh, it's lingerie painted on on Playboy models, and so it's it's really not like an underground thing or anything, but um, you know it's definitely an adult um, setting mm-hmm. that it's in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I see one that has the uh, uh, a lady in the cave. Yes, yeah, that's actually yeah. the world famous grotto, so to speak. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it goes to show you know how much I know about that. Yeah, yeah, I I see that. That's cool. That was two thousand eight uh-huh. for anybody who's looking at your artwork. Now, I'm going to ask you: Is mm-hmm. there anything that's been where you, you you know somebody gave you an idea and, and you said you know what? No, I don't think so. Oh, absolutely. Over the line. Yeah, um, and and it's kind of funny because, uh, like I said, everybody has their levels of what they consider where they draw the line that that it's over the top. And um, I think for a lot of people, when I say this, they're going to be like, well, why wouldn't you do that once you've done this? But uh, for me, uh, I had a, um, a filmmaker from L.A. call and say that they were doing a, a pornography film uh, that was, I think it was something that had to do with uh, Dante's Inferno or something was the was the theme behind it, and they wanted the characters painted in this, uh, and I was just uh, I just decided that I, I I really want my work to be associated with art more so than the pornography industry, 
So um, even though it was, uh, I don't think it was like a huge lucrative deal or anything that they were even uh, going to be offering me, but nevertheless, it was de- definitely, there's some money to be made in that industry. But I, I just have kind of drawn the line that that's, that's not the... That's not the crowd that I, def- I, I want to be uh, supporting me or, or, or interested in my work. I would like it to be more art-related than, than going down that path. Well, you know, everyone has their line. And you have to, you know, whether you're a writer or an artist, you have to have some kind of line that you say, you know what, that's just, I don't care how much you're offering me. That's more than what I want to do. So. Right. That's especially when in your area. That's that could be that could go over your line pretty quickly. If yeah. They like. <laughs> and then where 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 it would be, you know, keep going downhill from there. So where are you going from this point? Um, good question. I think uh, the interesting thing for me has been, uh, I, I guess it's, in some ways I think it's a bad thing, but sometimes it's it's fun. Is I seem to just roll with the changes. Um, I don't have a big master plan of uh, of exactly what I want to uh, paint in the next year um, or in the next five years, or, or you know have some kind of culmination of a goal. But uh, the fun thing has been uh, setting setting little goals, and then once I reach, I'm realizing, wow, I gotta I gotta come up with something else. I think. I think Playboy Mansion being there even was, you know, I don't even think I thought that far. I I, I didn't think that that would ever happen, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, getting on, uh, getting my picture in a magazine was a goal at one point, and then suddenly I had my pictures in lots of magazines, and then suddenly, well, if I could have a cover, that would be great. And now I've had um, five or six covers, um, you know. So I I, I think. Um, I, I don't necessarily think too big, but yet just take each uh, each step as it comes. And whenever I get there, I'm like, wow, this is this is beyond what I, I expected. Uh, I think with filmmaking, um, that's the one thing I've been kind of setting bigger goals for myself. Uh, I've I've done uh, work now on I want to say a handful, maybe seven films. And they're all little short films, local here. So you know, to to do a feature length film is is a goal. Uh-huh. You know, maybe maybe even to have one that's uh, nationally recognized. Um, a book cover is something I haven't really had yet. That would be a goal. Um, I, I think there's a lot of things that I don't have even thought of yet that that will I'll realize. Oh yeah, that was a goal. I just didn't didn't think of it yet. <laughs> Well, it's always good to have those, and and it's, uh, I do have to say that I'm noticing a little trend, and I'm not sure if you notice this, but I think that you had a lot more work early on, and less as you know, 2009, and then 2010, and then 2011. You kind of either didn't put them online, or you're just not doing as many. Yeah, 2011. I'm not quite caught up yet, so I think I got about. Um... I want to say about six more that are going to go on there, but you're absolutely right. Um, some of that has to do with um, uh, selectivity. Mm-hmm. Um, I think when I first started this, it was a case of um, if anybody mentioned the, the opportunity to do it, whether there was pay involved or not, I would be all over it, and I'd say, yeah, yeah, let me do it. And um, I was also doing a whole lot of things then that were um, – 
on the side, so to speak, where I just uh, go to a photographer's house, for example, and we have a model that would come over and we paint, and it's it's just a couple of, you know, it's like four art, artisans getting together to make an image. I think lately I haven't really been doing any of that, and it's really been, um, I, I just do my work at these shows. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been doing a little less marketing of it, and because right. of that, I've been kind of resting on the laurels of uh, of what I've done in the past and having people find me more so than me going out and looking for the work. But um, the one thing that's just been amazing to me is how they do come out of the woodwork uh, uh, for things I just never expected. This year, um, I've already got scheduled that I'm going to be doing a body painting convention in the UK um, in October. And while I'm over there, uh, someone that I met uh, in China, actually, uh, but they live in Belgium, uh, said, hey, while you're at the UK, do you, uh, can you come over to the UK or come over to Belgium and teach a few classes? And, and then a couple of weeks later, I got a call from uh, or an email on Facebook from, uh, from someone in um, uh, Australia, they asked me if I could come to Australia in August. So it, it's just been, uh, you're right, there's less of them, but uh, ironically some of them have just been nice, juicy little projects that uh, yeah. I was yeah. able to sink my teeth into and maybe a little less of the off-the-cuff um, you know, play projects. Yeah, I would call that more meaty. You know, that's something that, that it intrigues you more. And, that, and so that, that probably was one of your goals you just didn't know. That you know, going to other countries and experiencing other countries and and bringing your art form to other countries is is always a good uh, thing for any artist, I think. Oh yeah, I, th- I would say, unrelated to uh, to any art at all, traveling is a huge uh, goal of mine, and I just I really enjoy. I mean, getting to go to China, which was um, yeah. w- once again that was a, a case of um, I just saw an online posting that said that they were looking for. Um, a, a competition. If you wanted to go to China to do a body painting, they were they were going to select. Uh, I think it was uh, 25 artists, uh-huh. and um, I, I kind of didn't think uh, I, I didn't think I had much of a chance necessarily. But I thought, what the heck? Throw some pictures in and send it to them. And uh, next thing I know, they uh, they picked me, and uh, you know I got to meet all these people from all around the world at this thing because it was an international event. And um, you know, made some really good, long-lasting friendships out of it. That uh, you know, I'm still talking to these people on Facebook and and uh, over over the internet. And um, not to brag, but uh, luckily I came in second place in the whole competition, so that was kind of a nice little little <laughs> trophy to get too. There you go. I know. Yeah. I heard about that. So that's awesome. So it's, uh you know, down home boy here in Arizona. Yep. I went to China and got second place. That's cool. Yeah, but one one other funny thing about saying about down home boy here in Arizona, there was a, a, a makeup artist named Dory Randall. She's here in Phoenix also, but she had seen my work online and you know was just you know really remembered it and thought it'd be great to do some of that herself at being a makeup artist. But uh, it was real ironic. One day we were both hired to do the same uh, event, and when she met me, she was like, "Are you the Mark Greenwald that does the body painting?" And I was like, "Yeah," and um, 
she was like, oh, I saw you online and I just assumed you were L.A. or New York or something. I had no idea you lived here. And she said, what part of town do you live in? And I said, I was in Ahwatukee. Turns out she lives like a mile from my house. And it was just, <laughs> she was just blown away that, um, you know, someone that does that type of work is, is here in town. And uh, we, actually, we ended up working on several projects after that. That's great. That's great. You know, long-standing friendships that, that really make it worthwhile doing any business. Right. So tell us about your lighting that you do, the lighting bit, you know, that your 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 daytime job, as you put it. Yeah, my day gig for sure is uh, what pays the bills and what keeps me running and keeps me able to uh, to be able to pursue this as a hobby for sure. Um, uh, I guess backing up to the beginning, um, my mother was uh, instrumental in, uh, I guess, researching what uh, industries you could go into to make good money and. Uh, I guess she said that engineering seemed to be one that was was always kind of just below doctor and lawyer, but yet, you know, uh, seemed so, like something I might be interested in because I was good in math and science and in school. And um, as much as I wanted to be a rock and roll star, you know, in, in high school, I had, you know, I, I was playing with a bunch of bands and everything. I think she gave me some fantastic advice, and that was that. You know, you can go to school for engineering and play music on the side all you want, but you can't, you know, uh, play music and then someday say, you know what, I wish I would have gone to school for engineering, you know. It, it, so so I, I, I took that advice, went to Penn State University um, and uh, did four years there and uh, got an electrical engineering degree and jumped right out of that into the engineering profession and that was in 89 when I graduated. So I've got now, what, 20, 21, 22 years of experience uh, yeah. as an electrical engineer. Um, it was um, when the uh, bottom just fell out of the economy, I guess about three, no, about five years ago is when, when it really hit. And I lost my uh, uh, job as a, a lighting designer, which is kind of icing on the cake, I would say, because it's uh, it's a profession that uh, a lot of people think you don't necessarily need a lighting designer, the architect can do the lighting or the engineer can do the lighting, but it is the most creative part of uh, the engineering world that I've I've been around, and it's really what my passion is in, in this industry. And so I felt real fortunate when I got to go uh, kind of jump out of the engineering uh, in total and then got to work for a, a lighting design firm. Um, but like I said, the bottom dropped out, and that was uh, Creative Designs and Lighting is the name of that company. They were just fantastic to work with, did, did really beautiful lighting projects. Um, mm -hmm. But uh, it, whether it was a blessing in disguise or whatever it was, um, I got to come here to a new company. I work for a company called Smith Group now, which is a, a nationwide firm that just does immaculate um, high-end um, office buildings and you know skyscrapers. They've they've done several of the high-rise buildings in downtown, and um, you know it's just a fantastic company to work for. So um, out of the fire and into the frying pan, and so to speak, with uh, <laughs> staying busy and everything. But um, yeah, that, so that's that's what I do. And I, as much as possible, I still concentrate on the lighting side. But uh, I'm back to doing all the things that are involved in electrical engineering, which includes uh, not only the lighting, but the fire alarm and the air conditioning hookup and all the plugs and outlets uh, for, for new designs of buildings. So totally unrelated to my body artwork, but uh, d definitely something that still you know, has a little bit of creativity to it. Well, in, in essence, I mean, you are kind of using lighting when you design 
the pieces on the skin. Because um, I was noticing your ankles. As you you were telling me that you you know you had to figure out angles and and I would think that you would you had to think about lighting at least subliminally when you put the paint on the body. Uh, absolutely. I I back up and even tell you this. Um, I when I first got started with uh, with doing this, I, I knew that I could take pictures and was a decent photographer. But I always tried to, you know, make sure that I had a great photographer around that would would take the photos for me, uh, so that I made sure that I had some good pictures. And what what kind of ended up happening is there was a few photographers I worked with that once they shot them, they kind of felt the ownership, which is is actually the case. I mean, a photographer owns the rights to his photos, and that, then it gets to be a touchy area. Well, this is my artwork. Well, no, this is my photo, and so suddenly you have a uh, a relationship that you know is real nice and and fuzzy at the front end, but yet could turn nasty someday later when uh, maybe Bud Light picks up that photo and wants to pay you know somebody a whole lot of money for it, and uh, and both of you feel like you're owed something. So it, it got to the point where I really realized I needed to come up with a real strong contract for anybody that photographs my work, um, or or, and I should say and or because I still love working with great photographers. Um, but the, the and part of it was I wanted to take my own photos too. And sometimes, it, uh, as, it, as it turned out, uh, I, I studied photography. I read, uh, you know, everything you ever want to know about photography, afraid to ask, the, the dummies, <laughs> you know, photography book, you know, everything I could get my hands on uh, to understand how to make a great picture. And through that, I learned lighting and, and how certain lighting techniques will give you different effects and different moods even. And it is you're absolutely right when you say that the lighting industry is related to that because uh, the lighting in a dimly lit restaurant gives you a whole different mood than whenever you go into a cafeteria you know, that's brightly lit. Uh, and, and so when I want to get moods for my body paintings, I, I get to draw from that experience and that knowledge uh, the same way. If I want a certain mood, I know that I can light it different. Um, you know, the scary monster look, I want to light from below like they did with the old Dracula movies. Um, if I want something to, you know, be just evenly lit so that the you know, the painting is what's shining and not the photography. I know that I just light it evenly so that there's not a whole lot of shadowing. Sometimes the painting's not really what's supposed to shine. It's the the character. And mm -hmm. in, in some of those cases, you know, the photography is what needs to really tell the tale and the body painting becomes uh, almost uh, an afterthought. So, yeah, lighting is a huge part of uh, of both my day job and my night gig. <laughs> <laughs> Well, a creative person does automatically think creatively in all areas, I think, of their life. I happen to know that for a fact. So, okay, I, I count, I'm out of questions. I mean, I could ask you the, the minute ones, like, when did you first start painting? Well, you like know I can age. talk, so if you got any minute questions, I can make them into big ones. But um, <laughs> uh, I, I would say that uh, the, the fun part of, for that answer is um, I still have to this day my kindergarten report card where the teacher commented on how I was kind of standing out above the rest as far as being able to draw and color, you know. 
And um, I think that uh, got nurtured because, I mean, just as a kid, I, I, I think I, it's one of those that I just feel blessed that it, it was natural to me to, to do art. I think my um, I had a babysitter that, that told me um, years and years later that they said I was the easiest person in the world to babysit. All I had, they had to do was give me some construction paper, scissors, glue, <laughs> and a crayon, and I was good for four or five hours. You know, just creating stuff. And I even remember as a kid going through the um, encyclopedia and trying to paint all the flags of all the nations, uh, you know, with watercolors. And, you know, so I I definitely have always been interested in art. Um, um, I I think it was uh, on the order of like 1977 or so. um, My mother sent me to private art lessons um, from from a teacher that that started you off with uh, pencil and learning shading and perspective and all the the rudimentary techniques of art, and then uh, you know eventually you go into uh, oil painting. So um, I was learning those skills. You know, like I said, um, I forget. I don't know the exact year, but I you know eight, nine, ten years old area. Mm-hmm. And so uh, really it was starting some of the fundamentals then. Um, and the the beauty of it, I think is still to this day I feel like I'm still learning I still experiment on just about every project I do Um, there's um, one music video I did recently that they were talking about trying to do a a, you know a a practice rough draft of what the painting was going to be so that we you know we didn't have any surprises whenever we went to film and all the filmmakers were around and I was like I can do that. I just I never I never do a a trial run or a practice run. You know, and most of my paintings there's something about it that's the first time I've ever tried that. So, um I think that's what keeps keeps the creative juices flowing is just making sure that I'm doing, you know, something I haven't done before and and experimenting. Well, that plays right into a question that somebody asked me on Facebook. Okay. And that is what can we expect to see from you at Leprechaun? You know, um, I got some ideas that are brewing um, that I haven't quite formulated, but I will tell you the one that um, I guess I'm letting the cat out of the bag here that uh, that I'm going to try this. Uh, but I, I would say don't uh, don't uh, hold me to it because there's a lot of strings I have to pull to make this happen. But um, there's a and it's going to sound stolen because there's a TV show called uh, Face Off. That uh, that just did this like two weeks ago, but I've had this this idea brewing for about six months now. But what I'd like to do is a, a painting where I do it maybe in the morning um, and make it some type of fish or amphibian or sea creature, whatever, and then go to the swimming pool at the hotel and do an underwater uh, photo shoot of the the model pa- you know painted in the water. So that's that's the that's the goal right now. I think that uh, Michael told me about that, so we are, are. I have to look into that one. But yeah, uh, so you, I'm not sure if you know, but I'm also the programming person. Oh yeah. Okay. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm, uh, matter of fact, at DarkCon, I got to talk to a whole lot of people about uh, what's coming up and what's going on there. So um, my goal for programming is obviously to get with you and see what else we can do. And um, and I, I think in the past, uh, I usually have been. 
But it's, I, it's, it's kind of funny. I, I, now that I think about it, in the early days, uh, first couple of years I was doing this, I would always be in two or three panels, and maybe one was a full body painting, um, but maybe one of the other ones was uh, makeup uh, effects for a zombie, and maybe another one was drawing uh, dragons or something, you know. And lately, it's kind of come to the point where I've just I do the Friday night or Saturday night adult only body painting. So I think this this time for Leprechaun, I'm going to try to be involved and do at least one or two other things. Well, and what they are, I'm not quite sure yet. <laughs> well, you know, we can we can bat it around for sure. Uh, I've got some uh, panels already and workshops already up, but I'm definitely adding to that. So yes. Yeah, we would definitely want you involved. Um, I think that you're an important part of uh, Arizona con scene, convention scene. So, I love to be a part of it for sure. I think the um, the one thing that uh, they mentioned to me at DarkCon was um, that maybe some people would have a little bit more interest in a hands-on workshop uh, in addition to, you know, instead of, I should say, even maybe watching me do my thing, they would like to actually dabble and, you know, maybe pa- paint their arm or, uh, you know, maybe even bring a model in that they're painting someone's back or, or whatever uh, so that they can, you know, a little bit more, less like a performance art and a little bit more like a classroom hands-on workshop. Well, I don't, don't think it would be in place of because, you know, I know a lot of people really enjoy watching you create something. Um but we, you know, if we're going to do that, then obviously, obviously you're talking about paint that costs you, so we'll have to obviously talk about that. Um, if you're going to do a workshop with other people, it's a thought at this point. Yeah, we can we can figure out how that would work. I mean, it could be that it's a you know nominal fee that they would you know pay for the workshop for the supplies, or you know it could be that it's so minor of amount of paint that we're just doing something small. Okay. Uh, who knows? Uh, I'm, I'm open to ideas at this point. Well, I, I again try to take care of you too, so that's just the way it works. Um, the person asked, "What was one of the most surprising things you learned while creating something on the body?" Uh, I think the 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 most surprising one was um, how much the skin stretches. And when I say that, the the uh, the event that actually did it was. Uh, I was painting a, a, sham, a girl to go in a champagne bottle. We were going to do it in Photoshop with a, uh, or champagne glass, I should say. So I was painting bubbles all over this model. And um, I went to the extent of buying one of those um, templates that has all the different circle sizes. And I was tracing these perfect circles on this model's back. And as I got around to the to the side, I asked her to raise her arm so I could do like at a rib cage. And as she lifted her arm, all of those perfect circles turned into big long ob- <laughs> you know ovals. And I was like, no way! I can't believe how much the skin stretched. And to to this day, it's something that you don't realize how much your skin stretches. Um, so that was one. I got one more for you though too. That was that was funny. Um, I, I did a body painting, and this is one of my one of, one of my favorites still today. It was of um, Monument Valley, and it's painted on the model's back. And this is a point where I knew how much the skin stretched, so I specifically did everything I could to make sure that the two mountains that that you see on Monument Valley were perfectly straight up and down on this model's back. 
So what I did is I had her lay on a, a table, like on a kitchen table, and I knew the pose that I wanted was going to have her one head hand above her head and the other hand down. So I made sure that I did the painting with her one hand stretched out, out front and one down by her side and did the painting and then we went to do it, and I, I had her lay on her side just like I wanted to, and all of a sudden, both of the mountains caved in towards the middle, and I was like, no. You know, it was one of those cases I never realized that you can't lay a woman flat on her stomach and expect it, like her <laughs> spine to stay straight because of the hip. You know, the hip just makes it, it completely cave in. So um, that was another surprise that I was like, but, but you know, in hindsight, I look at the, the painting now and, you know, that the curve of her body is just accentuated so much more by that, you know, by seeing the, the mountains and the, and the horizon curve. So it, to anyone else, it looks fine, looks like it was meant to be that way. But to me, I was just like, I can't believe I went to all that extent to make it straight up and down and uh, epic fail. <laughs> And the funny thing is, obviously, when you lay them on their back, you realize that, you know, you're, those mountains are going to actually separate. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The bigger they well, are, the more separation. Well, no, this is this is on this was painted on her back though for this one. Right, right. So, but right, yeah, you're you got you got the other <laughs> the other side. You, you know all about it. <laughs> so you obviously enjoy doing movies, and I see a couple pictures in here of you um, on the set. As far back as 2005. Yes. Yeah, there was a big movie project that I got involved with that, ironically, the movie's still not out because it's in post-production where they're trying to do the special effects, but it was called The Villicon Chronicles. And um, I, kind of funny segue, the model that I painted the uh, Monument Valley Canyons I was just telling you about, uh, she became one of the stars of this movie because I, I brought her into the fold and... Uh, they liked her so much that they made her one of the lead characters. But um, yeah, for for this this project, it was a case of um, here was my plan, and Leprechaun plays into this really well. It was uh, one year for Leprechaun. What I wanted to do was film a little bitty short movie, kind of a backyard little monster movie, before Leprechaun, and then bring that movie. Uh, and show the movie at at Leprechaun, and then recreate the the creature or character or monster or whatever live for everybody, so that they could actually see the character in the movie. That was my plan. Uh-huh. And um, here, the snowball effect that happened to that was, um, I had heard about this guy that wrote this uh, Villicon Chronicles, and I knew he was a screenwriter. I said, Hey, is there any chance you could write me a little short ten minute script for me to film? And he said, well, why don't you just do a a, a, um, a little uh, scene from the Villicon Chronicles? And I was like, hey, that sounds like a cool idea. So I'm all set to, to do this little little 10-minute thing with my little video camera and get a few friends and whatever. And then I thought, you know, my, my video camera's not the best. So I, I contacted uh, some people that had done these Star Wars fan films. And I said, hey, any chance I, you would want to be involved in this? And I sent them the script, and next thing I know, they were like, yeah, I would like to be the cinematographer. And another guy says he wants to be the director. And before I know it, there's a casting director, and now we have a, a crew <laughs> and a cast. And still I'm thinking, well, this has grown out of my backyard, so maybe we'll go. There's a, there's this one desert scene. So I thought maybe we'll go down, you know, just south of Ahwatukee. There's all kinds of desert there to work with. And um, 
uh, the next thing I know that uh, some other people that have gotten involved now said, no, we got to do a real desert. We're going to go down to the sand dunes in Yuma. And, um, you know, uh, then there's a cave scene. I was thinking about going over to Papago Park, but we ended up going to the Grand Canyon Caverns up by Flagstaff. You wow. know, and I think just a you know, casting crew of 30, 40 people and um, just some incredible footage that we got, great actors. There was a costumer that I met that made the, the leather costumes uh, named Kevin Spidell that just did a phenomenal job. On and on and on, and it just uh, it just blossomed into this fantastic project that no one's seen yet because it's still in post production. <laughs> but it will be, and that's and that's going to be more special when it finally does get out. Yeah, yeah. the The latest news I have from the film world is um, uh, several projects I've done music for. I've actually done some soundtrack work and and wrote songs for a few little short films. One of them called Wish Incorporated just got selected to the Winnipeg Film Festival. I think it's called Real to Real uh, Winnipeg Film Festival. So that's uh, my first international showing of a, of a film that I did. That was a musical that I did the music to. And then um, another one called um, uh, Mr. Uh, awesome Guy has just got is going to be playing at the Phoenix Film Festival. So uh, little little things here and there are kind of being successful in the film world now that uh, makes me feel pretty good about it. That's great. What would you advise uh, other artists if they came up and say, hey, uh, you know, I'm really inspired by what you're doing. How can I get into it? Um, I would for the body painting you think or the filming, which body painting probably what you're asking about, right? Probably, yeah. Um, I, I think what I would I, I would say this I would say um, if they just love doing it, um, do it for that reason and and um, just start creating. Uh, you can. Always have an available model if you have a mirror, you know, so you can always paint your own face. You can paint your arm. You, you know, you can get your practice in by doing doing that. And I guarantee you there's, a, you know, a hundred people that would be glad to let get their back painted. Uh, once you start getting to the level of uh, wanting to paint a nude model, you know, I think what what my recommendation and my path was, was I painted two or three friends and proved that, you know, uh, I was serious about it. It wasn't, you know, uh, somebody that's just trying to see someone naked or whatever. Uh, you know, three pictures makes a portfolio, and you can show someone instead of trying to explain what you're trying to do. You can say, hey, look, this is what I do. Mm-hmm. And, you know, once you get to that level and, and you're painting models, then it's just a matter of finding models that are interested in, in working with you. And um, there's a, there's several websites online. There's one called Model Mayhem, uh, another one called uh, One Model Place. Um, th- those are the two that, that I've used the most. And uh, the beauty of it is you can email models directly and say, hey, this is what I do. Um, uh, would you be interested in doing this project? And you usually offer them, you know, some fair fee that, uh, mm-hmm. you know, sometimes they'll they'll work for, Pictures, but usually whenever they're you know having to get nude, they they kind of have <laughs> their minimum rates. Right. But um, but that's how you get started. You know, um, where you take it from there uh, is is up to you. Um, there's quite a few people that are in this industry that are friends of mine that I've met through all the conventions and so forth that uh, do this for a living, 
and they'll be the first to tell you it's a it's a hard way to make a living. You can you can find gigs, and you can make a reasonable living, but um, you know you're you're probably not going to get rich and famous from this. Um, I think the the most famous body painter um, is is a woman named Joanne Gare, and like I said, it's not a household name. Hardly anybody that's outside of the makeup industry even knows who that is. You know, so get, getting famous doing this is uh, is pretty tough, uh, I would say. And you know, she's worked with uh, all the Sports Illustrated issues. She's the one that painted Demi Moore for you know the Vanity Fair, uh, David Lee Roth cover. The list goes on and on of all the famous things she's done. But you know, like I said, she's not a household name. Right, right. Well, then again, a lot of artists uh, are having trouble finding their name. Nowadays too. Yeah, I, I would say uh, for me, it's uh, the 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 thrill of people enjoying the work is mm-hmm. more what I'm about than than the fame of it. Um, I, I was um, one thing that was just really fun for me is uh, I was painting uh, this one model for an event. You know, I was painting her as a um, as a devil, as two girls, they were going to be devils together for a, a Halloween event or something. And um, I had my book of, of images of things that I painted, a little portfolio book. And the the one girl opened it, and she's like, "Oh my God, he's the cheetah guy!" And I was like, "What? Yeah, yeah, you painted this. This is your stuff." And I was like, "Yeah." She said, "This picture I have up on my mirror at home is something I want to do someday." <laughs> and I was like, "Wow, that's." That's kind of funny because she had no idea who I was, but you know, <laughs> knew my work. Yeah, and that's always cool when you when somebody you recognize your your work somewhere, and it's like, oh well, yeah, I did that. That's cool. Yeah, and the name kind of comes along with it. I, I think it's funny. A lot of people um, know my work, but have no idea what I look like. Even though I have some pictures online, I think the funny funny one is I I shaved my head like two or three times. Uh, no, just two times now, and I don't wear it like that hardly ever. I, I had it shaved for two or three months, but yet that's one picture that's on Leprechaun now, and yeah. so a lot of people are going to be surprised when they show up and the guy has hair again, you know. <laughs> but, well, um, as I said, I'm going like, is this the one we need to put up here? Because, you know, you look so serious there. Oh yeah, it's it's funny because I don't I, I really need to get a good headshot taken so someday here I will but um, it's funny because I I do have so many different looks in the in the 90s my hair was you know um, 12 inches long I was a rock and roller you know so yeah. if you see those you know the contrast to the ball and then you know now I've kind of got the uh, Mr. Fantastic look going on with the little white wisps on each side and um, you know. The, the many, one that was, incantations of Mark. Yeah, yeah, the the, the incantations of me. Um, I was going to say the other one that was um, uh, funny that someone recognized my work. Uh, oh, you know what? Thought slipped my mind. I forget what I was going to say now. Go go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> well, if I come I, up with it, I'll tell you. Okay, okay. Well, there's one question I always ask near the end of every uh, interview. Uh-huh. And that is, now that you've successfully slain the dragon, how will you celebrate? I would celebrate with wine, women, and song. (laughs) There 
There you go. <laughs> <laughs> is that a succinct answer enough? Yeah, yeah. So I see there is no right and wrong answer. The, the, the reason I love this is because uh, the answer really goes to show the personality. Yeah. Yeah. And, I would and, say that that's a cause for celebration, and uh, I can't think of a better celebration uh, than one that has wine, women, and song. There you go. And it's got a, <laughs> you've got a real, uh, you've got a, the fantastical sound, you know, obviously mine too go with everything that you do. And that's why that answer just pits you. Yeah. <laughs> that was the first thing that came to mind because I sure wasn't expecting that question. <laughs> no. <laughs> Is there anything else you want to share with us? Because we're coming on our last uh, nine minutes. Well, um, I guess obviously let's let's send out one more shout out to our Leprechaun. Uh, come join us uh, at Leprechaun, and we'll uh, be coming up with some new fangled body painting that will soon be in my anthology list. So you can be there to see history made, so to speak. And um, that's over was, Easter weekend. This is so everybody knows Easter weekend, and you can find that at uh, Leprechaun dot com. I'm sorry, leprechaun.org. And, and also, I, I haven't uh, selected my model yet, so if there's any models out there on the World Wide Web that um, are interested in being a model for a body painting project, um, feel free to uh, look me up on my website and email me. Yeah, definitely. I'm going to also include the Leprechaun website here for anybody who needs to go and privacy look you can get directly to his website from the information on him on Leprechaun 38. So you can go directly to Leprechaun 38, and you've got Guest of Honors right there, and that link on Mark goes directly to his webpage. I think uh, other little um, things I could mention, too, um, is things coming up is... Uh, the All One House, which I did mention, I think it's February 10th. Uh, AllOneHouse.org has the information on that. Um, I've got a movie that I'll be going to L.A. to be in, uh, playing the part of a body painter at a rave scene, a movie called Dysfunction, and uh, it's spelled with a K instead of a C. You can look up that online and find out some information on that. Um if there's anyone on the World Wide Web that's in the UK, I'll be seeing you guys in October, and hopefully Belgium too. And then I think it's August for the uh, event um, in Australia, if that comes to fruition. Um, Comic Con, uh, Phoenix Comic Con, I'm hopefully going to be involved with again this year. And that's San May. Diego Comic Con. Yeah, what's that? That's in May. Yeah, the yeah. Phoenix yeah. Comic Con. I think Memorial Day weekend, is that right? Yep, usually it is. Yep. And, um, yeah, so I got those coming up. I do have a 2012 calendar that's uh, for sale on my website now. And I'm also selling liquid latex now, so if anybody's interested in those products, they're available. I guess that when we started this whole thing out, uh, what do I have to sell? Uh, not much, but I got a calendar and I got some liquid latex paint. <laughs> Will you be bringing the calendars to Leprechaun? Yeah, I I only bought um, a quantity of 10 of them. So um, however many is left by the time we get to Leprechauns, how many I'll have. So uh, at this point, um, they uh, may have a couple left by then. Otherwise, they can get them online for, um, for the same price. 
just they got to pay shipping then. Yeah, exactly. And then, of course, they won't get it signed. Yeah, it's true. That's true. If guys see him at Leprechaun in person, he'll sign it for you. Yep. Absolutely. Do you, well, speaking of which, you know, I never asked you that question. Do you ever sign your artwork on the body? Uh, once or twice I have, um, and it's it's pretty rare, and it's, it seems unnecessary to me because um, I, I I don't know. It's it's not like anybody is really looking for that part of it. Um, I have started putting a uh, kind of a watermark signature on my photos. So if you you know if you click on any of the photos, you'll see my signature down at the the lower right hand corner typically. Um, so I do it there, but no, I don't. I don't typically write my name on the models. Okay. Some artists well, do. It just suddenly came to my mind that I hadn't. We hadn't asked that question, so that's a good thing to uh, bring up since you brought that up. Yep. I, I, there's um. There's even some body painters that go to the extent of they'll paint something on the front of a model, and then on the back they'll say this body painting is by such and such at www dot such and such dot com. Yeah. And I I. Usually, I kind of almost like I said, uh, I like to kind of stay behind the scenes and know that people love the work, but they don't even necessarily know who I am. I I, I look at um, songwriting as being a similar thing. Like if uh, if someone were to write a song for, I don't know, pick a pick a major artist, uh, Bruno Mars or something. Although he writes most of his own, let's just say someone wrote a song for him. Um, he has to deal with the public and go to a grocery store where everybody's mobbing him and saying, can I have your autograph and everything, whereas this guy who wrote the song just gets to take the paycheck and run, and they don't really have to deal with the, the uh, paparazzi and you know all the, all the negative things of, uh, of notoriety. So I think with body painting, I kind of get to feel like that songwriter who people know my work but may not necessarily know who I am. There you go. Just uh, the money, but not the not the total fame and all the bad yeah. things that go with it. Yep. The recognition, even I would say, because the money hasn't necessarily flowed in uh, that uh, to the level of these huge rock stars either. Yeah, and, and you know that's the way of the artist. We love yep. our work, but you know that doesn't mean we make a whole lot of money at it. And I'm okay with that. Like I said, uh, you know, I have the day job that gets me right. Uh, funded so that I can uh, make a living and and actually um, uh, buy buy nice toys to uh, to bring into the body painting world. There you go. Now, just to let you know that uh, this episode is going to be uh, it, it airs in its entirety. Anybody can go back in and listen to it any time. Okay. And the player will also be right on Leprechaun, and I will be giving you the code so you can do whatever you want with it. Okay. So uh, that will be available about an hour. I'll be sending you that by email. Okay. And I think that's everything. And we're almost out of time. So I'm going to say it's been wonderful talking to you. It's been wonderful to have you uh, uh, make me a part of this. This is the first time I've done anything like this, and it's been a great experience. I appreciate it. No, it's no problem at all. And uh, I enjoy talking to people and, and of course, uh, promoting you as much as I can. It's for the good of everyone. Absolutely. (laughs) So with that, I'm going to say good night. Good night. That was Mark Greenwald. And we're so happy that he's been 
able to share his time with us. And we're almost out of time, but I'm going to let you know some other things are going on. Uh, tomorrow night, 5.30 instead of 6, because we, we made it a little later for Mark so he could get out of work. Um, but tomorrow night at 5.30 is going to be a blog talk show, again live with uh, my buddy Matt. From uh, He ha- has that wonderful speed book that's all about uh, fat, permanent fat loss. And, of course, we, we could always use that at the beginning of this year. Uh, taking a little bit off the top, so to speak, and we will be talking to Matt about his programs and uh, his relationships with with Jeff, his partner, um, and his business friend. And we will uh, be talking to him from 5.30 to 6.30 tomorrow night. Uh, Then we've got, I, I just let you know, also on my blog we have uh we have something every day this week we had jimmy gordon yesterday and tomorrow we have caesar and for and his book is book of prophecies and that's going to be on and that will be on my blog and um also vbt it's a virtual book tour guest uh with chat shoop on thursday and we will also have a live show with chat next Tuesday at 5.30 or 6.30. So we've got a lot of great things coming up. You can always check my blog, as, and I will include that right here right now. That way you have it. That's azpublishingservices.blogspot.com. That's az, like Arizona, publishingservices.blogspot.com. And I'm going to include that right on the chat, so that way you guys, you guys can go that to it. Anyway, that's uh, that's it for tonight, and I'm real happy to, to uh, say goodnight. And it's KWOD Radio and Patty Holstrand signing out for tonight. You guys have a great one.